This episode of The Chris David Show is all about the guys. So tell your daddy, your baby daddy, your brother, your uncles, and your sons to pull up a chair or put their AirPods in because they don't want to miss this. Our next guests are here to join us for first The Chris David Show, our Guide Talk Men's Discussion Panel. Two of our guests may look familiar. Returning to The Chris David Show, we have Chaz Bedford, a.k.a. the CP Warrior, and Deshaun Day Phoenix Arm Brister. Uh, new to the show, we have the Brooklyn Playboy with the vibe of the day, Jamel Lamar. So clap it up for my guys. Give a warm Chris David Show welcome to them. And... um. Let's talk. I mean, listen, before we get started, I got to thank all of y'all for pulling up this morning. And, and you know, let's just jump right in because, you know, I got a timer on this shit. So, yo, what do y'all think about the AI, the, the, the artificial intelligence shit? What do you hmm. think? I, I want to I, I, I get, uh, Chaz, I want you to start off and, and uh, tell us what you think about that. Well, I, I, I don't know. I didn't know too much about it. I just know when I started doing it, my father called me because, you know, when it, um, when it first came out, everybody was doing like those portraits and it was creating like showing them like people as astronauts and all that other stuff. And then I know I was like, you know, following the trend. I'm like, OK, it was making me look like a prince or an astronaut or whatever. And then I remember my father called me. It was like, oh, yeah, you got to stop doing that because it was on the news and it's saying that it was using people's face and I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but um, I wasn't too concerned about like the facial part of it, but like this whole thing where it said on the news recently, like they using people's voice recordings to like make fake phone calls to other people and using their voices to get like, as um, what's it called, um, passwords, some, um, like whatever, if you have voice recognition to something, people are using that to get into like their accounts and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it is going to be a big problem in the future, though. Man, um, yeah, uh, uh, Jamel, what do you think of it? I, I have, a, I have a lot of, I have a, well, yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all gonna really hear <laughs> because I mean, uh, you know, Deliver. I come from. No, well, I mean, Listen, I come, I'm ready. I come from you the see, music see industry. That I'm ready. I'm I'm gonna give it to you. And, I mean, I like I'm I've grown up in in the music music industry, so you know it it definitely hits my whole entire world in a lot of different ways. But then you know, and as it's a lot of people that are not no longer with us. You know, like Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Biggie, Tupac, um. A lot of uh, uh 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 you know artists that I would love I would die to hear him collaborating with other artists today, but of course you know due to you know them past going, it's it 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 it's only can be thought about. But you no, know, I know that people are like oh well AI can now we can no no because you have to think about it in this way if they are not here physically to write it's artificial 
why, why, you know, do us the dishonor? And I say us as people. Why do us the dishonor to work with anything artificial? I want to, I want it to be genuine. I want it to be real. It's the word itself, artificial. It's doing us the dishonor. So why even fuck with it? Why even do us the dishonor of doing that? Like that's like saying, like, yo, here's a diamond, but it's an artificial diamond. <laughs> why give it to me? Why mess with it? It's not real. I think people get so comfortable with, you know, living with, with, with the 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 artificial reality, which and and, and that plays a lot with also social media and stuff. Oh well, I got no, yeah. no, no. All right, so Deshaun, what do you think? I want I want to know what you think about it. Basically, for me, as Chef had mentioned before, right? Like I was a part of that whole. AI wave with the photos and stuff like that. Me personally, when it came to that, rather, I know a lot of folks are like, oh, the government, like, you know, the conspiracy theories are like people having your face. But sometimes I just be like, at the end of the day, they already have you out there. You have a whole Facebook profile. You have a whole Twitter profile. You have all these profiles where you have a photo that shows you, right? But on the other hand, though, however, um, as a creator, as, I'm more of a dancer, but I do dibble and dabble sometimes, like, you know, light editing and things of that nature. Um, I do see the artistic value. However, the danger I do see, because I've been seeing a lot of photos lately where um, some of the AI was replicating certain time, right? So that goes back to, like, the authenticity. Um, the only thing that probably would give it away, because AI apparently hasn't me, been able to get a grasp on hands. Like you can tell sometimes in certain photos, like the hands be a little bit rough. I'll put it um, Yeah, we yeah. have like six fingers, eight toes uh -huh. on hands, and it's like, well, what's going on? So uh -huh. with that being said, it's just once again, it's taking away the authenticity about life, right? Um, it's understood that life imitates art, art imitates life. As artists, we create things um, basically based on what we kind of experience, if not experience fully, to a certain degree. When it comes to fantasy and stuff, that's a different story, right? Um, I think that we've come up with CGI and all the other stuff, which is great when it comes to movies, things of that nature. But when it comes to actually replacing and trying to replicate and duplicate living organs, like organisms and beings and shit like that, that's where it could be very potentially dangerous. And I, my mind, I'm not even going to lie to you, when I think of AI, hey, there was a movie named AI, Artificial Intelligence. I always think of movies like that. I always think of my robot. I always think of shit where it's like, whoa, like what if we get to a point where the AI does get a little too smart and it's taking over for what human beings do. And even passively, if you really think about it, Let's take it away from the actual images and stuff like that, right? Because artificial intelligence, you really think about it as a big umbrella. It's basically just computer science, right? If you think about it, when you go into a McDonald's nowadays, you might have clerks, but nine times out of 10, where are you ordering at first? You're ordering at the kiosk, right? They have the whole venue, you're pretty much self-serving or whatever. Might be easy, but what is that technically kind of taking away from? That's technically taking away from people's jobs. 
if you think about it, because now it's less staff, less physical staff that's there to take your order and things of that nature. Um, sometimes it could be a gift and a curse. Technology can very much be a gift and a curse. It can make us very lazy. It can also, once again, kind of manipulate what's not actually happening, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm on like an 85-15. The 85 is more so like being cautious about how it develops. Um, the 15 is like, okay, like, you know, I see the creative value. I can see where it can lend to certain things artistically, but yeah, it's something that we shouldn't like, you know, watch it for, especially so, so when you're talking about identity theft and shit, yeah. This is how I knew we were going down the wrong road with this shit. So I found an <laughs> a, 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 a AI generator, okay? Yeah. And it was a website. And so I'm just typing in bullshit. I'm just like, oh, let me type in, because I have a cat. I'm like, let me type in like cute black kittens with pizza. And so I can't find that picture, but it, it gave me something wild. And I was like, man, this is crazy. So then I said, <laughs> let me type in Steve Harvey Walrus, right? And this is what it gave me. Steve Harvey as a walrus. So I was just like, you know what, man? I, I think I'm gonna leave this shit alone. I think this is this is too much because the other thing was they were playing um on on uh, TikTok. They had uh, Michael Jackson singing I Feel It Coming By The Weekend," And the shit was trippy. And they had uh, Rihanna singing Cuff It by Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, this ain't bad. This, 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 this is actually, I like this. But at the same time, it's like, you know that it's not the authentic, it's not the real. It's not like what all three of y'all said. It isn't what it is. Like I have used Chat GPT to help me with some things. Chat Chat GPT is actually a pretty decent tool, but at the same time, like I think that you still need humans. You still need people in order to connect with other people. You know, that's my thing. But Chris, um, I, I feel like Jay said a little something that yeah, just, yeah. that just gave me like he. I, I feel like it's like it's legacy stealing. Mm -hmm. It's like that's a good one. You're stealing somebody's legacy. Like, like I, I'm the biggest Michael Jackson fan, mm -hmm. as probably all his fans. But if I hear a Michael Jackson record, then I know it's not Michael Jackson. I'm ready to break the record. I'm like, oh, exactly. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I'm I not gonna lie to you. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but even to that point, I'm very much. I'm not gonna front. I'm not. I'm again. <laughs> Um, posthumous albums. Like you had mentioned earlier, like if the artist is not here, the artist is not alive, is not well, especially if the damn train really benefiting their like their families in their estate or whatever. But let's just take it to the boil down. They're not here. With all due respect, let their let their legacy live on. Let us remember them from the songs that they came out with with their genius, with their know-how, with their talent or whatever. I don't exactly. need a new Michael Jackson album. I don't need I don't need a new Tina Turner album. I kid you not. Do tributes, do whatever you need to have like real singers singing at the end of the day, but I don't need, yeah. unless it's the greatest hit, but I don't need to hear somebody trying to emulate to the Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, exactly. that's one thing I've never been behind, even before the whole AI. Right, right. I, I, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. Like, I don't want to hear a new queen. I don't want to hear a new, you know, um, and I'm just, Thinking of a, like a, a Jerry Lewis or I don't want to hear none of that. Like, listen, 
If I missed it, I missed it. But I can go back and hear the old records and and, and grab the Absolutely. vibe from that. But I don't want to hear a machine, something digital, say, well, no, I'm Michael Jackson, and this is how I would sound, or this is how I sound. Like, again, I'm from Brooklyn. So you already know, Biggie, that's, that's, that's the dude. But if I hear any, 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 any record. Oh, the new Biggie album. And if it wasn't one of his, you know, records that he did before he passed, nah. Right, don't right. play it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to imagine it. Timbaland did that. And we're like, oh, this is how Biggie would sound. No, bro. No. Mm -mm. No. Hell no. Mm -mm. I never. Jamel, introduce yourself to everyone and give us the vibe of the day. We need a vibe of the day from you, and I want you to introduce yourself to the well, audience. Well, I'm Jamel Lamar, Brooklyn, New York, and my vibe of the day is sometimes in order to keep your sanity, you must act insane. And when I say that is, you know, craziness can be for anybody, not for any just artists, but craziness can bring out the best in you. Like when you listen to records, that pain, and you may hear in certain records, it came from craziness, but it's DMX, I'll give you for an example. He went through some shit. But when you hear them prayers, he throwing his records, when you hear those lyrics, it brings something out of you. Uh, it, it, Beethoven, you can listen to his music, and he, is, he didn't sing or nothing. He played an instrument. But when you hear those chords, how he played them, how he arranged them, that is Beethoven, and it'll wreck something with you that'd be like, oh, my God. And y'all know he was black, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't I know that. History, history mm -hmm. class isn't going to tell you all that, but you know, that's that's where yeah. you got to dig deep and get your own. Yeah. So let me ask y'all this. Do, do any of y'all have nicknames? Like that you grew up with, that you had as a kid, or like you know. Man, you listen, you gotta give me a trouble. You gotta oh, give yeah. me a trouble. I'm trying to get everybody in trouble. I had this a couple morning. of them, but you gotta give me a trouble. I'll give you three. Okay, go ahead. My my uh the first one was plug. Okay. And they gave me that at a kid age, so that you already know my family knew where I was gonna be. Right. <laughs> you getting yourself in trouble with that. Uh-huh. Uh the second one was Rock Melly Mel. My okay. uncle Earl gave me that that name, man. He just called me Rock Mel. I mean, he big hip hop head. I mean, mm. he was like driving the caddies, all that crushed groove style. <laughs> I mean, that that was just it. So he gave me that, and forever till this day, he called me Rock Mel. And the last one was one I got from my people in, <laughs> in high school. Shout out to everybody from Paul Robertson High School. They, uh, I got the nickname because it was a joke, but and I know it, it just it just went from a joke to a whole vibe, a whole being, a whole swag. But the last one was Playboy, which I, I actually do have tattooed, <laughs> tattooed on the arm. So, Chaz, what's your nickname? Would you have a nickname growing up? Yeah, I had like I had about um, yeah about two. Um, my cousin gave nicknames? me my oh my cousin gave me my first nickname when I was born, and she still called me this to this day. Um, because um, she I don't know how she came up with it, but sexy banana. That's what she called me because I was like light skin, you know, light skin. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. So she called me that to this day, sexy banana. And then um, 
And then my other nickname is um, my name is um, Chazzy Wazzy. But that okay. followed me ever since I was at like, elementary school. I don't know why people call me that. Because I guess it was like, I don't know. They was mixing my name and I was always like a little comedian. So, yeah, to yeah. Them, I guess so. Man. Well, I'm definitely yeah, that, not going to call you Sexy Banana. That's hilarious, though. I, 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 <laughs> I, mean, I don't cool think that's a nickname for us to call him. That's, that's I know. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Desha- what's what's your what's your nickname? Who me? Um, <laughs> no. I mean, um, <laughs> I already know. I, I just you know, I already know it. But <laughs> no. Um. So technically, Day is my nickname. Has been my nickname since high school, at least. Um. And y'all already call me Deshaun. That's my full name. But the story behind it, rather, is that in the AOL Instant Messenger era. My friend was spelling it D-E-Y. There's no Y in my full name. Um, and I just liked how it was spelled. And because Deshaun is such a popular 1990s name, um, like everybody, including their mama and their daddy, has been named Deshaun with some type of variation. I was just like, let me stick with Day. This sounds cute. But when it comes to my childhood, um, I used to be called D.D., which I hated, to be honest with you. I hated D.D. Like, I was like, don't call me D.D. Because um, that also just made me think of, like, D.D. from Dexter's Laboratory. And I was just like, no. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then the main one that my family called me was Squirrel. Now, Squirrel. <laughs> Only family called me that. Um, basically, when I was a baby, and granted, my grandmother's from Alabama, so real country. But, um... When I was a baby, my two front teeth were the first ones really growing in. So I was Buckto. So that's where the name Squirrel came from. And then my uncle Jojo, um, Uncle Jamel, rather funny enough, Jamel. Um, he um rest his soul, by the way, I miss him so much. But he used to call me Secret Squirrel because of the cartoon. Um, oh, as well as man. like me being smart and stuff like that or whatever. He always used to call oh, he also used to call me Braxton from freaking um Jamie Foxx show. Jamie Foxx show. Yeah, yeah, because he, he saw me as like this real smart, but I guess a little, I mean, as a kid, I guess he saw me be a little bougie, a little crush. Um, I don't see myself as bougie, but I do think I'm a little intellectual. Um, that's but- right. Tell me you're just classy. That's it. Right. Just, just a little, you know, classy, um, ratchet, you know, just a little sophisticated right, ratchet. That's right, what right. I just call myself. Sophisticated ratchet. That's a good, I like that. That's what I call myself. Sophisticated ratchet. ratchet. Um, but no, like, yeah, those are pretty, yeah, pretty much. Like I said, DD it was a no no. It's a no for me. Um, and and twelve, yeah, twelve was the more yeah, the, the childhood. I memory. like that one. I, that that one, yeah, that was the one I was referring to that I that I know mine. Right. So I had two. Well, I had others, but I'm not going to share those because they're embarrassing. But I had two. <laughs> one was Smart Guy, like little like the TV show Smart Guy with uh, yeah. Lowry. So one was Smart Guy, and then the other one is uh, Richie Rich. And so I liked Richie Rich so much that like I would even like go by Richie Rich like in in real life. And so Richie Rich, um, one of my cousins gave me that, and it was around the time that movie had come out um, with Macaulay Culkin, Richie Rich, because they used to say, "Yeah, you know, he he thinks he's so rich. You know, he thinks he he always wants nice stuff, and he gotta have this and that." And I mean, what can I say? You know, I like you know I, I like luxury. I like nice things, and I was like that as a kid. So Richie Rich kind of just stuck, and um. That was actually going to be the name of this podcast. But then I said, I need to take myself seriously and not so much be a podcaster, but actually, you know, use my journalism degree and have a, you know, and put together a show. So I decided to go by my real name. But yeah, so that was that. But anyway, um, moving on. So Father's Day is next Sunday. Um, 
what do you plan on doing? Um, this, they all let you go first. Um, I will be in the DMV at least. Um, I will be oh, wishing my mom happy. We'll get to that later. We're going yeah, to get to that later. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I ain't going to give away too much. In addition, I'll tell all yeah. these secrets right away. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but no, I'll be in the DMV. I'm going to be wishing my mom happy Father's Day. Um, and maybe some of my other, like, I guess I have, like, some other mentors. My father's not present, has not been present, or will not be present. Um, he's not present in my mind, my body, or my spirit. Um, but yeah, other than that, happy Father's Day to everyone else out there. I'm gonna be too much of a hater, so to speak. But <laughs> that's it. I'm, I'm gonna be wishing my mom happy Father's Day. I bought her plenty of gifts for Mother's Day to make up for Father's Day and the Christmases I missed. So yeah, so he'll be out there mom. doing the go. He'll be out there doing the go go. In the DMV Listen. for the fathers. Listen. <laughs> period. Period. For well, the daddies, exactly. <laughs> Chaz, what about you, Chaz? What about you? Um, what are you going to be doing for Father's Day? Me? Um, I'm just going to be home. I'm actually, I'm going to see my father and, um, what's it, in the big, um, for the 4th of July weekend, um, getting together with my family in um, Florida at my uncle's house. So we having like a little family reunion on my father's side because we haven't been all together in like years. But yeah, but yeah, as for Father's Day, I'll I'll be home. I'll call him, <laughs> but I'll be seeing him later on in July. Now, Jamel, what are you going to do? Jamel has a twelve-year-old little Bam Bam. Well, he's not twelve yet. Don't rush it. I'm sorry, eleven. Bam Bam's eleven. Yeah, he he be twelve at the end of the month, so don't rush it. But um, but but yeah, what are you going to be doing? Yeah, uh, well, my my family usually uh they celebrate all the fathers. So my moms usually do like the big old school Sunday Father's Day dinner. Um, my grandfather, God, thank God, he's still here. So I'm be spending time with him. Um. Uh, definitely, uh, you know what I mean, wish my, nah, I may or may not, I'm not sure about, about my dad's plans, because my dad has about five kids all together, so we kind of, <laughs> as the oldest, I kind of say, all right, all right, y'all can, y'all can, y'all can, y'all can have them, you know what I mean, I got my own, <laughs> I can, you know what I mean, so, um, but I, I definitely got him on a gift, I think this year, the gift I got him, he's going to, he gonna, he's going to love it, or gifts rather, because I always give him two, one for myself and one from his grandson. Um. So and, and yeah, just chilling. Um, chilling. My all the men in my family that that are fathers. Some people say that it's hard for guys to make decent friendships after high school and and college. What do you all think about that, Jamel? What do you think about that? I think that's nonsense. I think um, it depends on the person. Like if you're social, and you go to social events, like um, one of my favorite events I love to go to, especially here in Brooklyn, every month. Is Target First Saturdays at the Brooklyn Museum. When you go to those type of events, and you you know you could be at a painting and just looking, and no, Laura, no, and I feel like communication these days are one of the most like underrated arts. People don't care because they're so used to texting and stuff. Sometimes just you know you could be at a library, you could be at a show. You can be anywhere and make a little comment and you'll be surprised with that one little comment or compliment to somebody else will transform into. So, like right now, like, you know, we're having a conversation. We're four men having a conversation. I think Dave's a cool dude. Like, if he's like, yo, man, like, yo, do you dance? Man, I guess I get, I get the boogie. What's, what you trying to say? You want to battle? Like, 
Even though I know he'll bust my ass, but still, it's yeah, something that just brought me in there, you know what I mean? And then as we, 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 you know what I mean? You know, it's like, you know, or even, or even Chaz. Like, you know, Chaz, you like the Knicks? He's like, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I don't. They trash. That little sports thing right there, we go back and forth, and before you know it, like, we cool as, like, we know exactly. each other all our life. So it's just, it's just about being social, having great communication. Don't think that sitting on the corner all the time is a way to meet people. And I mean, I've I just, even though, and no disrespect to Drake, but I've never been for that no new friends type of stuff, man. It's, it's you don't know what a new friend or what a new experience to take. Clap it up for that, absolutely. Absolutely. Dave, um, what about you? What do you think about that? So, I'll actually piggyback starting off with the whole no new friends thing, right? So it's actually funny that you mentioned that because when the back of my head, I was also thinking how I have all my current friends. I don't call them old friends because old you would think that they passed on and things of that nature, right? Um, right. I have all my current four friends. Yes, I do. Some who have lasted from college, some who literally lasted like way past freaking high school with that. Like we known each other for decades, right? There are people that I know that I can trust. That if anything really went down, if I needed emotional support, any type of support outside of like finance and stuff like that, I could turn to them. Now, I will say someone, um, and this is how kind of reflective with it, um, as someone who has a more creative career where it's like I'm almost working every day type thing, and my schedule is unique, right? Not all the time am I able to hang out with my core group of friends. With that being said, to piggyback once again off of Jamel, when you're in these social settings or whatever, even as simple as like being on a stage or like kind of just sharing some type of common ground with individuals out in the street, it might not make them like your automatic bestie, but you can at least be open to other people who are like, you know, within the same thought processes, same realms as you are, have certain interests, and that's what brought you to that place. You have to be open to pushing your boundaries and seeing who else is out there for you. Absolutely. Chaz, what about you? What do you think? Um, I feel like you can make friends at any point in life, like, necessary. But I would say, like, after the, um, like, after the pandemic and stuff, I feel like a lot of people, including myself, have gotten, like, socially awkward. <laughs> like, communicating with people. It's like, I feel like it's a shift now. It's hard. Right. to communicate with people nowadays because we all been through a lot even though we share this almost the same experience going through COVID you can see how it changed us in a lot of ways but um as far as like now nah, for like any stage in my life it was always like easier for me to make friends but like I'm not the one that's really I don't say I'm more like reserved I'm not really I am outgoing sometimes so like <laughs> Mostly, if it was liquor involved, well, that's when I, you know, Listen, came alive. I've your pictures but, on social media. You're very but, outgoing. Yeah, <laughs> but most of the time, I'd be shy. I'd be like, at first, like, like when he first met me, I seemed shy and reserved. But most of the time, I this connect with people. Huh? I said it's all a <laughs> Don't worry about it. But listen, so, so here's my thing. This is why I asked this question. I say that, you know, Everybody can't be an extrovert. Everybody can't be social. Every that's not everyone's, you know, nature. Yeah. I know because that's my nature. I love I love people. I love to talk to people. I love to be social. All of that. 
But mm-hmm. I think that, and, and Chaz, you brought up a good point after the pandemic, like how things shifted. Um, I think it's just very important to show up. Show up for people, reach out, because you never know what a person's going through. Like, Jamel and I hadn't talked for years, and I had his number in my BlackBerry. And I reached out to him, and I was like, hallelujah, you know, he still got the same phone number. And it's just good to just reach out to people and connect with people. Um, me and me and Deshaun and me and me and Chaz also, you know, had had stopped, hadn't spoken, you know, for a little bit. And then, you know, we reconnected. And I mean, I just think it's just very important just for us to show up. You never know what someone's going through mentally, um, especially as black men. And, you know, because we, we stay hiding that shit, what we're going through. And I have a friend I grew up with. Um, I hope he watches this. I hope he sees this one day. My friend Brian, um, he went through. Not even I, I didn't grow up with him. We, we um, went to high school together, but he's been going through a lot of things mentally. And I happened to get in touch with him. When was that? Summer of twenty twenty one. And and I I just saw like what was going on with him and everything. It was very sad, you know, because he was truly just. I could tell that he was depressed. And I said, you know, if you need me for anything let me know. Here's my number. It's never going to change. I've had the same number forever. Reach out. And, you know, if you need help, just just tell me you need help. And if I can't help you, I know people and I know someone who can. And I just think it's important to show up. Like, we're all going to show up to Deshaun's event um, in June. He's having a free event out in Brooklyn. We're all going to go. Because I just went to the last one. And this is our picture from when I went. This is This is a very G-rated picture. This is because it was very X-rated what was going on. But this is very G-rated. Very sad. It was the pink. Listen, and that's all I can say. So we're, we're all going to call, uh, uh, Chaz, you're going to come. Um, uh, uh, you're going to have to figure out something will work. Jamel, you, you're going to be there and, and, and bring, bring oh, your yeah, lady. Me and, my, me and my lady will pull up, you know what I mean? You yeah, bring, period. Bring your lady. And, and I'm telling you, it's... it's yeah, it's, you know... It's, yeah, you, you, you know, no, I can't go to no party without my lady. I will hear it now. Oh, but this is a listen. This is now. Now let me tell you something about this party. We're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna talk about it later. But this is a party where your lady can take you in a back room and give you a lap dance. Oh, that's even better. Shit, definitely. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. So, and and, 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 the, and the beautiful thing about this place, what I liked about it, the beautiful thing about this is there's, there's no cameras, no phones. Like, you don't have to worry about, like, your privacy being encroached upon. Like, it's it it, it, it was lit. It was a very lit event. I'll go into Man, it later because I, I got to move on with the show. I'll go into it later. Um, <laughs> but speaking, speaking of mental health, because I know I brought up the thing about my friend being... Um, you know, having his mental things. What do you all think about uh, therapy, Deshaun? Day, I want you to, to to go ahead. I am huge on therapy. I actually need to find another therapist because I only had a um when I was transitioning from going from my day job life to my I don't call when I do a, my career right. Um, I'll put it that way. Um, I had like a tiny gap in insurance or whatever, and. and yeah, that's what caused me to get out of therapy. But I'm a huge advocate for therapy, to be honest with you. Um, I do believe that a lot of black folks overall, like like I said, heterosexual, queer, homosexual, trans, whatever, just need the damn therapy. It has nothing to do with um being 
quote unquote crazy, which a lot of folks I guess tied to it. Um, like if you're taking therapy, there's gotta be something wrong, right? Um, honestly, there were days where I was taking therapy. I had an actually freaking day, actually freaking week. I just wanted to process what was going on in life. That was good, right? I had those days where, yeah, some th- some subjects might have been a little heavy, right? Losing um family members, things like that. I've even had some um therapy sessions with, and a lot of times this hell crack a joke because some shit that yeah may be frustrating, whatever. My my therapy is just to turn shit into a damn joke. You laugh and fine, right? Um, but in the same token as well too. It's a lot of things that in therapy that because it's an unbiased opinion, someone who literally don't know you from a can of paint other than you being introduced in the session, um, you get a lot of clarity if you are willing to be fully you and fully transparent, right? Absolutely. Chaz, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's really important. Like, for me, like, um, I was recently going to... Um, see like a um, psychiatrist but like I went I went to like two appointments though and I'm just like I still have to find like a, a therapist that's like right for me but like you know someone because I, I just recently started talking about oh you know because I did my show with you I mean did the show with you and um I was recently like talking about my um through palsy and how you know, how growing up dealing with that and how, like, um, mentally, like, that has impacted me, too. Like, with, you know, people, like, just me growing up and my experience of dealing with it and, like, how my family view me and just how people view me in general and and still, like, at work and how people treat me at work because of it and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's really important um, to get, like, it's not necessarily, don't need it, like, for, um, you know, it's a crazy, like, people think, like, you can easy because, um, like, they label you as crazy, but, you know, it's just important. I think everybody should get on therapy because it's like, every, we all dealing with something. There's something in life that we all go through that we just need to talk to with somebody that's not um, a friend, that's not family. So, so we all need that extra push. Jamal, what you think? Um, I'm I'm with Day and Shaz, man. I'm a I'm a huge, super huge advocate of it. Um, I myself uh, have have been in therapy. Um, for me, it was about j- the process. Sometimes us as people, humans, we have a hard time with understanding our very own process mm-hmm. and and how to cope, how to communicate, how to you know. As they said, transition, how to, like, it's so much in life that moves around. And sometimes, you know, you may not have control of it. You may have control of it. Sometimes it, it, it's easy and slow. Sometimes it's ridiculously fast. So, you know, us as humans, we, you know, as intelligent of a beings as we are, we just may not know how to cope or deal with it. So to, 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 Go to somebody professional and to sit and to just say, yo, here I am. And I do not know. And then, you know, a lot, I, I feel like, you know, and, and, and I always talk to a lot of people, especially people I feel like may need to talk to somebody. And it's just like, you know, well, why? Well, I should have somebody tell me. See, that's the first mistake. You're thinking you're there to talk to somebody to tell you. No, they are helping you find a way to understand your process so you on your own 
can know how to adjust and adapt and to move positively forward. And that's always a, a misunderstanding. I feel like a lot of people, and I hate to say this like I'm coming at my people, but especially black people say feel it. like when they, oh, you say can go it. talk to somebody, oh, you say I'm crazy? No, that's not what they're saying. But you seem not to understand your process and how to move forward positively. So go to somebody that can, that can help you. If, if, if your heart not beating right, what you going to do? going to go to a doctor. No, I'm going to take some right, robot Right, that's a double touch, but no, that's okay. But you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, you know what I mean? If you if if your hip not no moving right, what you gonna do? Go to doctor. If you don't know how to dance or swing on a pole, what you gonna do? You gonna go see Dave. He gonna teach it. He gonna teach you how to break it down. You know? Period. <laughs> you know, so it's nothing wrong with going to see somebody and talking. I had a, and I'm gonna shout somebody out. My 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 boy Ross, you are. Our, yo, young brother that's just insanely intelligent. And he was one of the people who who encouraged me to maybe go and talk to somebody about some things that I wanted to process within myself. And that was probably some of the best advice I've gotten from a friend. And once I like once I went through it, I just felt so I haven't done it in, in a really long time because I've been doing so well. But once I did do it, it's like mentally, spiritually, and just knowing who I was and just thinking about how I should approach things, it, 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 it's been a world of a difference, you know? And sometimes it's easier for some than others, but I can say from experience, it is well worth it. Therapy is, is what got me here into doing this show years ago. I was teaching, I worked in, in, as a teacher, I was in school and something very traumatic happened to one of my students. And I, I blamed myself for what happened, even though I wasn't in the classroom when it happened, but I blamed myself for it. And then I also had a lot of trauma, you know, from the past. And I started going to therapy and my therapist at the time, cause I've probably had like three or four therapists since, um, you know, cause it's all about trial and error. I mean, Sometimes therapists, they leave, they go to do different things. And this therapist um, in particular, that's what she had done. But she had said to me when I was seeing her in therapy, she said, what's something that you like to do that no one else knows that you like to do? And I said, well, I like to draw and I'm very good at drawing. So she said, okay, I want you to do, I want you to draw a self-portrait. And so... That's what I did. Now, here's, here's the other thing. So she said, okay, you did that. What's something else that you like to do that nobody else knows that you like to do? Now, this is a story I'm only going to share with y'all. Well, I mean, everybody's going to find out, but I mean, I'm going to share <laughs> this with say, you. Uh... <laughs> I, I mean, you know, everybody's going to find out. But so, so I said, I like, I love music. I said, you know, I write songs. I know how to like play with beats. I sing, whatever. She was like, I want you to compose a song. And so I really didn't feel comfortable like singing it. So I made a beat and I actually made three. I have um, a MacBook, so I had like Logic Pro and, and, and uh, what's that other one? Logic Pro and, and um, GarageBand on my computer. So I made three beats. One of them came out sounding like 
I don't know, like Mary Jane by Rick James, like a cross between that and Make It Last Forever by Keith Sweat. Like it came out really, really strange. And yeah. then the other one, the other one is actually the theme music for this show. So when you listen, when you watch this show or you listen to the show and you hear them, them drums come on and you hear, it, or even when you listen to the end and you hear like all that, I did that. And I did that about eight years ago. So I never knew that I was going to use it for something. I just had it. And then when I decided to do the show, I said, I do kind of need theme music. So I just used that music for this theme music. And then the third, the third one. Now this is this is this, this is the cool story. So I was always a fan of whenever you call like an office and you hear like the hold music, um, is by Cisco. It's a company called Cisco, and they make the phones and all that shit. So the hold music for Cisco, I used that beat, and then I made like I put another beat and some other elements underneath of it, and it was a fucking hit. And I was like, man, this would be hot for Drake. Because at the time, Drake had like kind of like only been out for a few years. And it, it, and I wrote lyrics and everything to it. It was like your typical light-skinned boy love song. And that's what I was going for. And, you know, that's what I was going for. And I was like, man, I got to get out of this. I got to pay these bills. I got to pay these student loans. I want to get out of Jersey City. Like I, there was just all these things that I, you know, I was like, man, I could do this if I, if I could shop this beat. So the thing with the sample is you have to clear it first. And it was unique because it, it wasn't music that had already been out. It was whole music. So I was calling Cisco. I'm calling like all these different companies trying to figure out how I can license this and actually use it in the beat. So I remember I got someone on the phone and it was a black woman. I knew she was a black woman. And she was just very, very helpful. And she said, I'm going to give you the information um, to, you know, the, 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 I think it was like a marketing department or something like that. And the marketing department, they weren't very helpful. Um, I had reached out to the original composers of the record and they said, you know, you're going to have to talk to Cisco about that. But it's, it's crazy how things work because like fast forward, like nine years, I hear that same sample in a Budweiser commercial on the Super Bowl. So I'm like, but I had that idea first. Right. You know and one day maybe I'll play it. Like I'm very protective of my stuff. Like I mean, you see, it took me nine years to. As to you should. Use the the theme music for the show. Hey. One day, you know, maybe I will. But but yeah, it, it, that was a. Anyway, I'm gonna move on because we'll be here all night. Um, Jamel, you you are you're a father. I know you're a dad to little Bam Bam, who's about to turn. Let me get it right. He's gonna be twelve at the end of the month. Correct. Right. You're not going to push. And, and you know what? It's crazy because I remember when he was a newborn baby and you were carrying, around, carrying him around Brooklyn. Man, it was one of the days, Like man. a little like bambino. I was so proud, man. Like, I had my first child. Well, only child. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's my baby. It's a boy. You know, he's named after me. It's like, ah. So it's I like you made him all me on, on your chest own. He looks everywhere. Exactly like, like I didn't want to be one of those fathers that my son ever had to question, Daddy love me. Nah, you ain't gonna never have to question that, boy. Like I've been around. Like right. here the pictures. Look, this is what we was doing when he was he 12, has, man. Two, I'm three, telling you, four, like, like that 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 kid is like joined at to you at the hip. I want to shift gears. I want to play this clip for you. 
you call him monkey? We just call him that. I don't think that's a nice name, though. Did he say it was okay to call him monkey? I don't know. I just got it from my friends. Would you want somebody to call you an animal name? Okay. Well, Jaden is his name, and he's not coming out to play with you guys today, and Cadence is. She's asleep. She handled that really well. All right. Okay. Talk to you. How do you talk to your son about racism? 